Hi, Off the Beaten Tracks Promotions presents podcast for the Myrtleford Mountain Music Festival, Thursday the 24th of August, Friday the 25th of August, Saturday the 26th of August, Sunday the 27th of August 2023. Sponsored and held at Club Savoy, Myrtleford, Victoria. Phone number 0357511296. And their address is 252 to 254 Myrtle Street, Myrtleford, Victoria 3737. Hi everyone, we're on side or OB tonight at the Myrtleford Club Savoy. Tonight I'm speaking with a person who is DJ Graham, or he's actually known as his, to his friends as Graham Green. Graham uh, is one of our big integral parts of the of the Myrtleford Mountain Music Festival. He is the DJ who will be playing in between the acts so the audience and dancers can still be entertained and dance to their will to different songs to what the acts are playing. So, hi Graham, how are you? Hi Heather, I'm well, thanks. How are you? Um, it's raining, so I'm a bit cold, hey? Yeah. Yes. So, I'm just going to let everyone know, Graham's nervous because he's not done this before, but this is just a chat. So, just think it's just between you and me and maybe David and the dog or whatever. So, you know, chill out. It doesn't really matter. It's all good. We're just here to publicise what you're going to be doing at the Myrtleford Mountain Music Festival because a lot of our friends that come from South Australia and the other places, they're not used to having a DJ. So, it'll be interesting for them and uh, hopefully they'll, you know, like to come up and request a song and stuff like that. That would be good. So, okay, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Uh, what, what did you do? Where were you brought up? Or? Well, like, I was born in Benalla and born and bred in Benalla and grew up there, went to school there, and I still live in Benalla. Wow, so you've never left Benalla? No, only for holidays. Oh, okay, so it must be pretty. How, how big would Benalla be? Oh, when I was born, it was probably around six or seven thousand people. It's probably around ten to fifteen thousand now. Okay, so you did all your schooling and everything in Benalla. Yes. Okay, and I rode my bike to school. And really. Walked to, walked to school before I could ride. You were on a farm. It's a farm area. It is a farm area, but I grew up in the town for the first ten years, and then we moved out. My parents bought a small property just a, a couple of k's out of Benalla on a, a twenty-acre farm, and I grew up the rest of my life out there until I left home. And you've been married? Are you married? Yes, I have been married, And she was a Benalla girl as well? No, no, she was from Bendigo, actually. Oh, okay. We met in Benalla. (laughs) Well, speaking of wings, we met in Benalla at the gliding club where I work. Oh, Oh, okay. So... The Gliding Club. All right, so for those of you that can't tell, Graham, just let everyone know roughly how old you are because, you know, a lady doesn't ask a, a gentleman her his age. I'm in my early 60s. Early 60s. Now, when you said gliding, does that mean maybe you fly automatic planes or do you actually, uh, you're a, a pilot? I am a pilot, yes. Um, I'm not current at the moment. I haven't flown for probably... 15 years, I'm guessing. But um, I started flying gliders before I left high school. Wow, okay. And so that's actually in a glider where you're flying around, yeah? It's in a glider, a two-seater. You go up with an instructor. You sit in the front, the instructor sits in the back, and an aeroplane tows you up with a rope about 100 metres long. And once you get up to the height you want to be at, you pull a knob and that releases the aeroplane. Is there an engine in there? No, no, no engine. Just the wind? Just, 
yep, if there's any wind. Oh, oh, and if there's no wind, what happens? If you're just flying along, then all of a sudden you fall out of the sky. Or what you, happens? You don't need wind because you, oh. you're always going along and down. Oh, I guess that's why you don't see birds fly uh, fall out of the sky. Is that the same exactly. sort of concept? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So you fe- you met your wife like, like that's how you first met her. Was yeah. she a glider as well? Um, she um, enrolled in a a, a gliding course because to learn to fly gliders yeah. um, in the late. 1990s, I think it was, oh, wow. um, and I met her there, and we got together, and one thing led to another, and we That's got awesome. married. Wow! And did, now, just to reflect back to that, did you actually get married in the sky? No. Oh. Ha- however, <laughs> the the fellow that married us was a a friend who is a pilot, a commercial pilot, and was also a, a minister. So oh. he married us in the Benalla Gardens. Now, so what? What is your job title now then? You're um, still in engineering or flying? Yes, it's officially it's a licensed aircraft maintenance engineer. Right, so you fix the planes. Yes, I, I fix, I repair them, do maintenance on them. Ah. Um, yep. Yeah, so if things go wrong, yep. they can bring they it back come to, to me you. and I fix them. Ah, well, how cool is that? And you're still mm. doing that today? Like, I am, right? yes. I'm, I'm in semi- Benalla? Re- yeah, in Benalla. I'm semi-retired. <laughs> I'm winding down. Ah, wow. Yeah. How exciting is that? But now you're single and fancy free, but you're still doing the flying thing, yeah? Yes, I'm. I'm still working at, at um, on aeroplanes and gliders, but um, yeah, I'm single wow. now. And is there a fuselage? No, is that a word? A Fus- fuselage? Yeah, fuselage. It's, oh, it's called, and there's a fuselage, um, wings, and a tailplane. Oh my gosh! Oh wow! Um, I don't. I don't know. Aeroplanes freak me out. We fly, we go overseas a lot, yeah. but, and there I think I, I don't drink, but I always have a few drinks just to settle my nerves, because yeah. I have this thing about being up in the aeroplane and then it's just flying, falling down, but you've given me a little bit of hope that maybe they just don't fall down, there must be no. certain concepts that happen, happen all together and that's why they go yeah. down, so it's a yep. man-made thing or... Yeah, even in an airliner, if, if all the engines happen to fail, they can still glide down, um, oh. and that has happened in the past um, in America. Oh, probably 20-odd years ago, um, a pilot, they'd got kilograms and pounds mixed up. Oh. And so they had only about half the fuel they needed. Right. And the engines died because they ran out of fuel and he ended up landing on a, I think it was a drag race track or something. And oh. it, the pilot was a glider pilot, so... So no offence to our American friends that are listening, but they do have trouble with their metric system, don't they? Because they still work in pounds and stuff. Yeah, I believe they're so. They're not as good as us. They're not as switch. No offence to our... <laughs> no as modern. All right, well, that's really exciting. So if there's anyone out there that wants to come and talk to you about that, please feel free to do that at the music festival. Yeah, I'm sure you'd love to have a bit of a chat to them, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful. So now let's get on to the reason why... A, a gliding man, right, someone that uses his brains to, you know, make aeroplanes fly and things like that, started dancing. When did that happen? I was actually working a second job up at Wangaratta, um, working on World War Two, restoring World War Two aeroplanes, um, Kitty Hawks and a, a part of a Spitfire. And um, someone there one lunchtime asked me if I'd was interested in dancing and if my, because I was married at the time, if my wife was, and I said, oh, I'll, I'll talk to her and ask. So we ended up saying yes and we started going to some lessons they had, which was, at the time, this was back in the 19, well, early 2000s, around 2004 or 2005. Okay. Um, so where was that again? In Wangaratta? Well, I was working in Wangaratta, at the airport, just out of Wangaratta, um, and 
the, the dance lessons were at a place called Glen Rowan where ah, Nick yeah. Kelly is famous. Yeah, so, oh, so you did that? Yeah. Well, so it was just a chance that someone actually said, oh, do you want to come and learn? And yes. that's where it's developed since 2004. Yeah, and I went there and started and my wife um, did it for a couple of months and then she decided she didn't like it anymore, So, but I kept going. And, oh, wow. And Nelly gave up a few months later, but then I kept going and going and I... So now it's become a passion, hasn't it? It has. Because you're very switched on. Now, I just want to say to everybody, you can hear some strange noises. It's because we're at Club Savoy and we're getting ready to do a show here tonight. But we thought it'd be lovely to do the interview with you because we want to talk about the room and the floor because I have no idea about that. So um, that's why I thought it would be an opportunity that uh, we shouldn't miss out. So we're just going to take a five-minute break. Um, You can uh, centre yourself and do a bit of meditation and and uh, we'll be right back. We're talking to Graham Greed, DJ Graham, here at the Myrtleford Club Savoy. I have a Hi, welcome back. We're here at Club Savoy and we're doing a podcast for the Myrtleford Mountain Music Festival and I'm here with DJ Graham. So Graham, we're going to talk a little bit more about your dancing. What is your favourite style of dancing? Um, it's probably a couple, probably jive and swing and quick steps. So fast, fast dances. Yeah, yeah, I just find them more fun. Yeah, and is that because you can hear the beat and so you don't like, sometimes the slower dances, they're more intricate? So there's maybe more steps, or le- I don't know. Oh, I'm there's a similar number of steps. But, but okay, so mm, when you're doing a jive, it's more of a bouncy sort of thing, isn't it? It is, yeah. And you, you have to know the dance really well, um, ah. especially when it's played extra fast that you're not used to, like yeah. when we dance with the Hoffmans. Yeah, yeah. Actually, when we do Route 66, I've seen you and Kath, a lo- lovely lady from around this area, do some sort of, I think it's called the midnight jive or something, That's it, yeah, but the, the two mid- of you didn't look like you had a, a, a minute to take a breath. So. Yeah, well, actually, the midnight jive, funny you should mention it, is one of my favourite dances. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I wonder if that's because, like, you must have been 61, so you would have been born in 61, roughly? 62. Rightio. So that's sort of, well, that sort of maybe got you into, like, the rock and roll and things like that? Yeah, well, I actually was a little bit influenced by my sister's music because they used to play their favourite music, and um, which I still love, which is generally the Rolling Stones and wow. Cat Stevens and... Yeah. That sort of stuff, but I, I love the '60s music as well. Yeah, yeah, I love this. I love the '60s music. I love how it's just sort of got, it's it's lollipop music, but it's just it's I don't know. It tells a story, and it's just great stuff to sing. So, yeah. when you're at your local club, which is your Benalla Club, yes. um, you've been at Benalla for how long? Have you been at the dancing club there? I started, oh, well, in the early 2000s. Um, yeah, I started dancing there probably around 2005-ish. Oh, I started at the same time you glided? Yeah, I, I started gliding in around 1978. Oh, oh, well, okay. So, oh, that's when you went with your wife to the... when you. Oh, yes, yes, oh, yeah, yes. Right. I'm with it. So, okay, so 2005, you decided to get into this Benalla dancing group? Yeah, well, first Glen Rowan and then Benalla. Yes. And did they, like, put an ad in the paper to say, oh, men, can you please come? We need men as partners or... <laughs> no, they didn't, but um, a- another friend who started dancing with me as well, who's from Benalla, um, 
mentioned that there was dancing in Benalla as well on Wednesday nights, and the Glenrowan one was on Tuesday nights. And she, so I started dancing Wednesday, Tuesdays and Wednesdays, and then my dancing improved a lot, <laughs> dancing twice a week. It yeah, the more made you it much easier. It. Yeah. And I think if it's like anything, men are so scarce. Like everything you go to, we always want more men. It doesn't matter even if you're in any sort of club. There's always a want for men. So being yes. a man, you can partner different women. Do you find that difficult to partner? No, different women or no no i enjoy it yeah. It's, yeah it's good fun everybody dances a little bit differently yeah um yeah but you've got a lead and so you sort of yes yeah oh wow um yeah that's it's true most most dancers i go to is more ladies than men but sometimes it's fairly even but often in banala like we had a dance our monthly dance last night yeah um and as i sort of half expected there was about three or four more fellas, guys, oh. than there were ladies. Oh, really? Um, it was good for the ladies. They had a, a good choice. And so nowadays, back, back, I was born in 65, but back when we used to go to barn dances and things like that, um, we'd have like a dance card. Do you still have that or you don't? It's just up to you to go, oh, excuse me, Flo, would you like to dance? Or? Well, we, we sometimes sort of talk and joke about them, but we, we also run a dinner dance a couple of times a year and I usually supply the music or DJ as you yeah, call it yeah. and um, for those I, I write out the dance program because it's a fixed the dances are fixed so I, I print out the dance program with a place to put your name next to it and your name at the top so it's virtually a dance card so now people can fill it out so it's all that all that singles People can ah, book dances ahead, so we know who we're dancing It's with. interesting you say that. So the dance clubs that you go to, the dance groups, um, probably more so in this area, so we're like Glen Rowan, uh, Corowa, around that area, um, you all have a certain pattern that you dance to. So you would start with a waltz and do a jive. And is that how it goes? or is it? Well, yeah, it depends where you go. What pattern, Yeah, these waltzes and jives and tangos and foxtrots and... Um, swings and all that sort of stuff and each each whoever's doing the the, DJing. Music, the DJing decides what dances to put on and I try and pick dances that most people know ah. um, have a bit of it like and I don't put two fast ones on in a row I might put a, a quick step on then a waltz or, right. which is slower or so you've really evolved something. so from 2005 you really didn't have a lot you didn't know how to dance Correct. and now what are we 2023 you're now doing like the DJing or as you say hosting the night doing the music how long have you been hosting um, I started in about in Benalla about 2013 Right. Um, and I did that for a few years and then I started doing it, I think someone at Lima South, there's a dance at Lima South which is about oh, 25, 30 k's out of Benalla. Um, someone asked me if I'd do the music there for them so, so I, I did and then oh, and I started doing it at Beechworth occasionally. Oh okay, so you do quite a few hosting like the well, DJ nowadays, part. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm wondering yeah. whether you've got to be smart, I don't mean smart but I mean, well I do think you're very smart doing what you do for a day job but because you're, you're, you're quite cluey up here I think it rubs off to your feet because my husband is useless. He could not dance if he tried. I'm not saying he's slow because when it comes to building stuff and cooking, he's awesome. But when it comes to dancing, he has no idea. I mean, we got married 40 years ago and he, all he did was step on my feet. Um, but you seem to be, because you've got the smarts upstairs, maybe that sort of has adapted into the way you're dancing and you can pick up things quite quickly? I can now. I didn't used to. It, it took me a long time. I, I was a really slow learner at dancing. Oh. It took me a very long time and I had to concentrate really hard and I 
learning a new dance, I still have a bit of trouble. Right. But once, but that's the thing. What we do is called sequence dancing. So, for the Maryland, for instance, which you know about, yeah. um, you do your steps are in a certain sequence, and you do yeah. that for I think it goes for 16 bars, and then then you repeat the sequence, and then you dance it again and repeat the sequence. So you get lots of practice. A bit like line dancing. That's yes, sort of exactly. The same thing, but so, you do it with a partner. Yes. Yeah, yes. and I find the music because before when David and I were in bands and stuff in the 80s, we didn't have partner dancers come to our dances because they was disco era or whatever. Um, but now we do that, Marilyn, and someone said to us, um, you could actually play it to Eagle Rock, which is a Daddy Cool song. And even today, like, we'll do a line dancing song from Deluper and someone else, and you guys will get up there and, and dance to that. So you really adapt the dance to the song, don't you? It's not the yes. song that... It's not someone go, right, you need to... Uh, to uh, adapt a dance, a, a song to that. You've got to, you adapt your dancing to the song. Yeah, we do in in the case when we come to somewhere like the, the Hoffmans, yeah, um, or a, or a club. Um, but a lot of people at our dance group don't do that. There's only a small group of us that come out and venture out and into oh. that sort of area. But um, yeah, but a lot of it depends on the beat. Um, yeah. The beat, well, not just the beat, the tempo as well. Like. Um, these waltzes and these these slow fox trots and yeah. you call what you call a fox trot I call a quick step yeah. as we've discussed once before. Yeah, I find I I know now why I watch some of you and I know now there's a few people that I watch because you'll see them for the first few bars and they're counting and then one, all of a sudden boom and once a couple get up there then the rest follow. So it's just I cannot wait to see you working at the Myrtleford Mountain Music Club because there's going to be a lot of people that um, want to dance but they're too scared to do it. But you. You knowing what you do is absolutely, uh, it's going to be so much easier for them. So we'll take a short break. We'll get, let you uh, recoup after that. How, how knowledgeable are you? And uh, I've just got a couple more questions, mainly about the hall and the dance floor so that people will know what they're heading for. But um, please stick around. It won't be long and we'll talk to you very soon. Okay. Thanks, Graham. Thanks, Eva. I have a Hi, we're back at uh, Club Myrtleford and I'm speaking tonight to DJ Graham who is the glue between uh, all the acts um, at the Myrtleford Mountain Music uh, Festival that we're holding. If you need to know anything about that, just rewind the podcast. Um, of course, you can listen to it wherever you listen to your great podcasts, but rewind it and it's got all the information there. It's got the phone numbers. It's on from Thursday, August the 24th through to Sunday, August the 27th. And Graham will be there, I think, from Saturday, Friday or Saturday? Friday. Friday. So uh, if you want to come along, you can talk to him about gliding. You can talk to him about just basically everything. He's pretty switched on. Yeah. But now we were just sort of saying, you know, um, I did say if there was people coming along and they might like a certain dance because um, dance folk tend to speak their own lingo, don't they? Like they if do. some come up to me and they'll go, oh, can I have a cuda cha-cha? And I just have to sometimes look at them a bit vaguely. But I've learnt now, I write everything down that I learn. So if um, are people uh, allowed, are you quite open for them to come and ask for a request? Yeah, absolutely. I'd actually like people to come and ask for a request because I'd like to play what people want to would like to dance to. Um, and a lot of dance bands or, and people like yourself often, I've noticed, play a lot of cha-chas. And we only, us 
sequence dancers only know so many cha-cha. Yeah. Um, and so I, I'll probably play well, whatever people want, but maybe things like rumbas, uh, tango, modern waltzes, or a slow waltz. And roughly, um, what's your catalogue? How many songs do you think you've got to choose from? Oh, hundreds. Really? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try and listen careful to, carefully to what the bands are playing and the artists are playing, so I don't repeat the songs if I can help it. Um, but yeah, I've got a few favourite songs that I, I like to play. I think um, you'll do a great job at that because you'll find the artists that we've got on, uh, most of us are non-dancers. Joe Musico, he, Carmel, his wife, and he, they dance a little bit, but um, I'm not too sure of the other guys. The keyboard player out of Heartland, he used to teach dancing, um, Vince and Carol, and every time we go over to South Australia, they love to have a military two-step, but if, as soon as I say I'm going to do a military two-step here, or in Victoria, New South Wales, they'll look at me like, oh, Real, uh, you know, like it's a bit. Uh, yet over there, you can get three hundred people on the dance floor just by saying, "Right, we're going to do a military two-step." So it'll be interesting. And I, I know Vince, and Vince, um, he'll probably get up and and have a dance because him and Carol are beautiful dancers as well. So I'm sure anyone that would like a request, um, come up and try and stump Graham. Maybe say, "Oh, do you know some sort of dance that?" Uh, actually, while we're talking about dances, there's I watch Dancing with the Stars. That's my limited knowledge about dancing and they do this one it's very quick where they sort of nearly look like they're running to take off and it's like a quick step I would have thought it because it's like they'll start at one side of the dance floor and they sort of do a really quick thing right to the other end of the dance floor looks sort of like maybe the 40s or the 50s would that be like a Charleston or don't don't tell me I've stumped you I'm afraid I haven't watched Dancing with the Stars oh my gosh oh that's amazing I, I, I haven't watched TV for probably five or eight years, I, I'm too busy dancing. I, I dance about oh, between three and five or six nights a week, so oh, hardly then, ever home. And you do have your day job, so I mean, yes. with all that, I so, can understand that. that, that but I have heard say. of Dancing with the Stars, and years ago I used to watch it a little bit, but... Oh, I just I'm that, afraid I can't answer that. Ah, well, that's <laughs> you amazing. Stumped me. So I'm having a good day today because Geelong won by a good old country mile, and now I've stumped the dancing guru. So I am so <laughs> happy about that. Actually, the first time I did ask you to do this, I think I called you the Molly Meldrum of dancing, and you come up to me and said, "Heather, what does that mean?" <laughs> and it just means that you pretty much anything that I need to know, I know that I can shoot you an email and you'll say to me, oh, why don't you try this or whatever. And you've guided us so well with like some of your songs to do and we appreciate it because David and I are absolutely useless. But it's good to have people like you on on side so that we know that you know we're heading down the right track. Now, this is where I'm totally going to go out of my comfort zone, but sometimes we'll go to places and, as I said, we're at Club Savoy right now in Myrtleford. They've got a beautiful beautiful big dance floor here that seats around about oh I think 120 in this room and then you probably get another 80 in the back room but the dance floor to me is is massive it's square it's oh, would you it's rectangular. not rectangled yeah um so totally different for our South Australian people that come to our Cobby festival because it was a little bit pokey but um I noticed some people they uh, mostly men but they'll um put their hands in their pockets and, and I always thought they were putting like powder or oatmeal or something on the dance floor or they would stand to the side of the floor and rub their feet in something. What What is the gist of that there? Well, dance floors, are, they vary a lot. The dance floor at Club Savoy is really good actually. It's, you refer to it in speeds like a fast floor or a slow floor. 
and that fast floor means it's quite slippery and some floors are very slippery and some are slow and especially if the venues um, used for multiple things which a lot of these sort of venues are like parties and things it might be a party and there's lots of alcohol or yeah, soft drinks right. built on the floor and it makes it sticky so when you're dancing your feet are yes. sort of sticking and you can't slide your feet along um, so which is a real be, problem with dancing. So, so what, what the white it? stuff is, it's mostly talcum powder, but you only want a small amount because because they're tiny little tiny little micro balls. It makes the floor a bit slipperier and makes it spin. But I've actually found, I found a couple of years ago, someone suggested tea leaves, which I thought was a bit strange. But in fact, once at Club Savoy about a year ago, this had happened. So I went and saw Jody and. We got some tea bags and opened yeah. them up and spread tea leaves over the floor just sparsely and it made a huge difference. Does it matter what tea? Could it be Earl Grey or does it have to be Roba <laughs> tea or, you know? It depends on the clientele, I think. <laughs> okay. Well, that's really interesting. I would have and thought the, that would have given you little bumps to sort of get no, into, you, but if you need a glide... You can't feel it. I, I think it just helps you slide over the floor. Um, and on the edge of the floor, you mentioned people yeah. rubbing their feet. There's a couple of ways to do it. I actually carry a small brush, fold-up brush in my bag, and it's actually, it's basically a steel, steel brush. Yeah. Um, but Like steel, like the, you wash your pants with. No, um, it's you, got steel but... spikes in it, like a, oh, right. you'd, you'd use to rub some rust off something. Yeah, and what does that do? Because a lot of dance shoes uh, have um, suede underneath them, and it, it gets crushed and smooth, and if you... Get a, a brush, or on the side of the dance floor, there's often grit, something gritty, um, and you rub your feet on that to bring out the the, um, the spade, um, so it's not smooth anymore. It actually can make a fast floor a lot slower, just by changing what's on the sole of your feet. Which, uh, as as what you do for dancing, would you you prefer a faster dance floor, like the jive and things like that? Um, I like the club Savoy dance floor, which is. Medium. I'd say medium. Oh, righty yeah. Oh, okay. I just found that really quite... I would have thought anything that you would put on it, other than it being waxed, anything that you put on it would sort of cause little bumps and so there'd be no, nothing worse than trying to... Tea leaves are so thin and the, you, you oh. don't notice them. Um, and actually, speaking of wax, if it is too fast, some people... We don't at vanilla, but some people just... They have grated wax. It's a special wax. And you just get a bit and you just sprinkle it over the floor very sparsely. Um, and that actually slows the floor down because it actually makes your, st- your shoes a little bit sticky. Oh, right, yeah. Um, and some people put ties around, not ties, they're like a, I don't know, I think maybe a fa- or something on the bottom of their feet, like a, uh, look to me like it would be a swimming suit, you know, like what's um, made out of a swimsuit, that sort of wetsuit stuff. I don't know, I've seen it, especially in Tasmania, they tend to put it around their feet and I don't know what that's for. Underneath their feet? Yeah. I've never seen it. Ah, oh, right, yeah. Well, I must, we're over in Tassie next year and I, there's a couple that come... Um, we do that mambo italiana and a lot of people sort of sometimes now that would be a rumba would it? I think because it says it in it it says do the rumba well we actually in Vanilla have been learning a new dance called the manuka mambo which is a mambo style and we actually use Dean Martin's version or I use Dean Martin's version of mambo italiano for that dance so So what do you call it? manuka? Well, Manuka is the, the top, the name of the dance, and a mumbo is the style. Is it Manuka Mambo. honey? Manuka's honey. It is, it is honey, but if, if you're in, I believe if you're in, in Canberra, it's Manuka. 
Manica. 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 Oh, don't you just love... I mean, we're one country, but we go to a different town or a different state and we either talk faster or talk slower or have different ways or different styles of speaking. It's just amazing. So, um, Mambo Italiano is, to me, it's a Mambo. A Mambo. Even though it says in there, I love to watch your rumba, you do the tarantella. A tarantella is, an, is a dance, yeah? But aren't the words also mambo italiano? Yeah, that's what it's called, mambo italiano. Yeah, so maybe it's a mixture of everything. Then. Well, maybe, yeah. But I just love watching it. I love it because there's so many people look at me and they go, oh, yes, we can do that, and then they're halfway through it and they stop. But um, this couple over in Tasmania, um, they I've watched them and they they do it. I, I don't know how they do it, but they've just got the right rhythm and her hips go go go, and it's it's just I love it. I love being the person that puts on the music because I love watching you guys dance. I love seeing your faces, like when you're doing a tango and you're also serious, and then when you're doing a jive, your faces light up. And I think the best thing about this dance floor is the line dancing people, and um, we've got the sequence dancing people. Then we've got the drivers. You don't get in rock each other's rollers. way. The rock rollers, yeah. It's great because the line dancers tend to stick up the front, stay up the front of the dance floor, and the sequence dancers tend to go around the, the edge of the back part, and the rock and rollers, drivers tend to be in the middle, and yeah. everybody is happy. It's awesome. It I think works. this way, and it's just one of these things that I love about this club that it's. Um, everybody can do it because so many places you'll go and you'll see some of the line dancers given a bit of an elbow to someone or vice versa you know and there's nothing worse because you want to enjoy it music is a thing music is so cathartic and you do what you do the way you want to express yourself my the way I express myself is singing the way you express yourself is dancing and I think it's just a great way to to express your music and as we can hear in the background we do have the other half of the Hoffmans getting set up to uh, start tonight but in closing I'd like to say thank you so much for being part of the Myrtleford Music Mountain Mountain Music Festival here August 24th through to the 27th and you're here Friday and Saturday and you've it's been a, it's, it's a great thing to talk to you and sit and have a listen and I hope everyone that uh, has been listening they feel comfortable enough to come up and say hey DJ Graham can you put on a mambo or put on a whatever and uh, you'll have a chat to them about anything yeah thank you very much Heather and yes please do come up don't be shy come up and ask me for a, a style of dance or a particular dance you'd like to do and I'm, I'm more than happy to play it for you wow well it's been absolutely fantastic talking into talking to you tonight sounds like you've got everything covered dance wise and dj wise so i'm looking forward to hearing and listening to you uh, at the festival thank you for being part of tonight and thank you more importantly for being part of the festival tonight i've been speaking to graham greed or as you'll know him after uh, the festival mountain Myrtleford mountain Music Festival, DJ Graham. Thanks, Graham, for sticking around and talking to us about the Myrtleford Mountain Music Festival held here at Club Savoy, August 24th through to 27. Next week, I'll be speaking to Jamie Aegis, one of the artists who's at the festival. He's an all-rounder. He does a bit of country, a bit of, a little bit of rock and roll and a little bit of modern country as well. So if you'd like to know a little bit more about Jamie, just uh, tune in wherever you get your podcasts and you'll find out. And maybe you could come up and say g'day to him if you come along to the festival festival. Thanks again to my producer, David, and thanks to Club Savoy. Have a great weekend and I'll talk to you next week. Bye. I have a